Welcome to the Dads of the Bone podcast, powered by Dads of Wayne Network, where us three dads sit around, talk about dad stuff, and deliberate on just how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. <laughs> Without calling Cisco. One, oh. two. And little Kim. Oh. <laughs> that was little Kim, right? How, how many, many licks does it take to get to the center of a... Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I am outside on this one. I'm an outsider looking in. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, you don't need to. It's, it's, I instantly cited the owl from like Schoolhouse Rock yes. going, a one, one a, a two, two, a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just love how the harmony y'all gets start, Y'all start talking about Lil' Kim and some taking to the streets. We didn't even have to. I like. We didn't even need a count. That wasn't we even just, in pre-production. No, that, that was... That was that was legit. That was the spirit oh, of Cisco. Amen. We call that unleashing the dragon. Yeah. Right I see what you did there. Yeah. We'll I see that. what you did there. I'll call that unleashing the dragon. I don't really want to unleash the dragon. Man, what happened to Cisco? He was <laughs> man. Dope. Shout out to the maker. He was a goat, but really a dragon. So yeah, he was really a flash in the pan. But he <laughs> was a flash on the scalp. Actually, the silver <laughs> yeah, hair. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. if you ever want to hear some like good R and B music, like some like don't a, listen to Cisco. The, the, no, the epitome, <laughs> Drew Hill of. R of R and B music, not Boys Bobby to Brown. Boys to Men, not Boys to Men. Drew Hill. Yeah, Drew Hill. Drew Hill. It's uh, Cisco's Drew group. Hill. Right, right. He's he's part steps. of the group, yeah. and I mean they were so R and B. They had like like tigers in their music videos. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, yeah, like they were, I remember Drew Hill. Yeah, holding you because isn't uh, somebody's isn't Wild Wild West you. with Drew Hill? No, that's what yes. Cisco. Yeah, no, that was, no, that Drew was Hill. Will Smith featuring Drew Hill. Really? And yeah. Cisco was singing the hook. We're going straight yeah. to yeah, the but because he's like, he's like uh, West. Cisco, Drew Hill. Yes. yes. Like Will Smith yes. says that in his yep. Yep. flows. Yep. Desperado, you don't want nada. <laughs> yeah, none of this. Brother Six Gun running this. Oh, oh, man. Don't test me on my Will Smith. We'll have oh. some bars. <laughs> Guys, it's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Talking about Will Smith. And Drew Hill. <laughs> And Cisco, <laughs> you know what movie I want to see? She had dumps like a truck. Truck, truck. Oh, that's all you needed right there. That's that like what? You what, both what? reacted. <laughs> truck, truck. It's like oh, automatic, man. Man. So no. it's 2019. We're here. First Dad to the here. Bone episode of the new year. How you guys doing? We here now. I'm, I'm feeling happy. good, man. 2019 is 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 the year. You know, we're gonna party like it's 2019. Yeah, it's I'm excited new, for 2019. Standard. It's going to yeah. be. Uh, this is going to be. I mean, let's be real. This is year. a transition year. 2020 is going to be the one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let me be honest with you. This year will be the best year because we're going to make it the best year. Yes, okay. it is what you make it. Okay, yeah. And we're going to make it off the chain, and we hope all of you guys are off too. Of whose chain? Whose chain <clears throat> are you going to be off of? Just the the chain. The proverbial there chain. Is, there, yeah, that, the proverbial that links the, us all together. Ooh, the. Chain the circle like the of life, Ohio State. The circle of life. Lion King's dropping soon. So, uh, guys, my name is Rich. <laughs> we're joined by our two. We're joined by our two uh, co-hosts as well. Uh, we got Sam, the circle of life, circle of life, and we got QJ. What up, though? What up, though? And uh, this is the Dad to the Bone podcast. We're glad you guys are listening. If you guys haven't heard any of season one, go back and do that. It's 2019. You're late. (laughs) And go back and listen to the uh, first four episodes of season two, which are out now on the same platform that you're listening to. Yeah, we dropped a Christmas special on Christmas Eve. Make sure you check that out. A lot of fun. Talk about Christmas stuff, some holiday stuff. As a little nugget for all of our friends who listen on Spotify, you can now find the Dad to the Bone podcast on Spotify on as well. On Spotify. 
which is my preferred streaming platform. So when I saw our Dad to the Bone logo pop up on Spotify, I was like, ooh, like what, legit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what, what were you like? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a little less emphasis the second time you yeah, asked because yeah. I realized how it sounded the first time. <laughs> but I was so, like, ooh. Rich was the <laughs> most was excited for us to be on Spotify. I, like, I feel like that was like the we made it like you know that song Kanye he's like we made you come yeah. on like when we were on Spotify like you weren't too happy for Apple or Google well, I mean Spotify was or cool Stitcher or, or, all or the not, other not Spotify sorry Apple is cool but like I'm not a I have an Apple phone but I'm not like a I like Apple iTunes Apple Music kind of guy I'm an Apple Music guy it's it's weird to me yeah. I don't I don't like the I don't I don't know I don't like the function <clears throat> get a cough this is this is Steve Jobs getting me. <laughs> you don't I like don't, the interface choke and yeah, choke I don't know Just the yeah. way that it I don't know I don't like the way that it presents It's too I don't know But I've I've been on with Spotify For years now And uh, I love Spotify And so um, Yeah When we finally got on to Spotify I was like Yeah We've made This it. is good We made this you good. Yeah I mean it just The whole Podcast section of Spotify Looks so like Clean Like they reformat How they lay it out um, it doesn't just look like another like song rollout or whatever. Like it has a little bit of a different design to it, and so I think it presents really well. So anyway, go wherever you listen, whether yeah, you are Apple or Spotify, or you're just purely on the internet on uh, SoundCloud. Check us out. We got a lot of good content out there, and we got a lot more for season two coming up. So guys. It being New Year's uh, in the great state, I'm going to do it like how the Pistons announcer does uh, at the games. The great state of Michigan. Yes. All across the great state of Michigan, uh, depending on what parts you're in, and any state really that's considered any bit northern, you might be, <clears throat> you might have already gotten uh, some winter weather or you might be expecting winter weather. Yeah. And I thought it'd be cool to talk about some activities that we could do with the family, with the kids, whatever, um, that were not technology-driven. I know the the temptation for my family sometimes is to just like, and maybe more so the temptation for me, is to just be like, okay, let's let's crank the heat in the house. It's cold out. Let's put on a movie and sleep. We don't, <laughs> we don't watch the movie. We just sleep. But um, what are some things that maybe you guys do uh, with your kids or your kids like to do or any of the above when it's cold out and or snowing out? What are some things? Man, when it's snowing, it's cool. We live, you know, like we said, we live in Metro Detroit, Michigan, and so we, we see a lot of snow through the winter. Uh, we like, honestly, man, my kids are little, you know, on the smaller end. And even when they were even littler, something that was cool that we did, we would just literally go on a walk. Yeah, because the kids think it's so cool to make footprints in the snow. They think it's so cool that they're wearing their snowsuit and they can lay down in the snow. Snow and it's angels, not cold and, yeah. And, you know, just being outside in the snow. We weren't necessarily doing anything. Just being out there was fun. I know now that they've gotten a little older. My oldest is in third grade. Uh, beginning last year, we started going sledding. So there's a big sled yeah. hill in the middle of our city. Oh yeah, and um, it's great, man. That Lamphere Hill. Yeah, my kids think it's awesome, and uh, we get out there if it's snowing. We try to get out there. And uh, send them down the, the hill, and they dude, just, they take out teenagers that are not paying I attention. Say, I mean, it's, dude, it's awesome. Do any of your kids yes. do it from smack dab in the middle at oh, the yeah. top? And everybody's walking up, and they no they cares care. given. Yeah, no cares. Straight down the middle. Get out of my way. Titus, my middle son, Titus, took out this girl last oh, year. Oh, he no. He's kind of little, so he caught her like from the knees and below Oof. and just... That ceased to exist for that girl. She, she almost did like a backflip, landing oh, on her upper shoulder blades. 
crying. Dad's running down there trying to get her. I was wow. like, I wanted to give like a fist pump, like go Titus, but then at the same time, I'm like, ooh, she all right? Yeah. Cool. Check on her. Check on her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That was so cool. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't so, believe you did that, kid. Yeah, yeah. We go sudden. But, you know, I, I saw was, some cool. I was one of those guys my first year hitting that hill. I thought I'd be a cool guy and get out on a snowboard. Oh, nice. On just like a regular hill. So, Apparently, the way my body's you know laid out, it's uh, not not prime for snowboarding balance. And so I uh, <laughs> I was heading down that hill, and the hill from the it's it's a hill. So from the bottom, it looks tiny or you know manageable. Yeah. Then you get to the top, and it's like you all you hear is the wind, like yeah, and you get like Zelda vision, and you're like, and you're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I felt like I couldn't punk out. I hop on the I hop on the snowboard. I don't have snowboard boots, and it's a janky like you know busted snowboard so i do my best to strap myself into the bindings and my feet are still wiggling around so it was it was just messed up from the beginning but i went down and i was actually keeping it together for like a good half of the hill and when i get to like three quarters down the hill another a kid may have been titus for all i know (laughs) comes out from like another angle like went down a lower part of the hill that put him off in an angle directly in my path and just Took my knees out and I literally just I <laughs> like barrel rolled with a snowboard attached to my feet yeah. for the whole rest of the hill and then so, I came so to a goes sliding rich. stop at the bottom and I and I just laid there and I was like, <laughs> How long Somebody did you get to lay there though? Not long because I was afraid of like a sled was going to come into the yeah. back of my head. Oh so. yeah, that was a real threat. That was a real threat. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, but I be saw, safe. Listen, I saw something <laughs> at the store that I think might be cool for parents, and you might even be able to do like a homemade version. But they had these like footprint shoes, mm-hmm. so it was like these giant like sponge looking things. I saw those. Yeah, and they look like big footprints. And your kids strap them on like those old play school uh, roller skates yeah. Yeah. that you can wear your shoes in. Yeah. yeah, You strap them on and then you take footprints and it makes giant footprints. I thought maybe you could do that with like some tape and some cardboard, get creative. Yes. Uh, yeah, make different you know, shapes. On the cheap, cool. yeah. yeah. But you could do some cool footprints outside in snow, things like that. But yeah. Well, See, getting outside are, in the winter is fun, man. Yeah. yeah, you guys are focused on this sledding, man. I'm going to be honest with you. We have not been big into that. Like, we have done the ice skating. So ice skating okay. has been okay. very ice big in the house. Fun, yeah. We've gone downtown, and there's an ice skating ring that's definitely overpacked and where yeah. I, I fear someone's going to lose a finger. But, uh, For you know, sure. very we, possible. we For get sure. out there and uh, the kids ice skate. We also like to do indoor stuff like roller skating in the wintertime. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun to get out there with the girls. And, like, you know, I get on the roller skates, too. So they're like, you can't roller skate. And I'm Ooh, like, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen you on some roller skates. I'm still getting my bearings whoa, whoa, whoa. back. I've never seen you on some roller skates. Are you talking like, oh, yeah. like four-wheel roller four, skates? Yeah, yeah not in line. line roller no, blades? we're talking no, the four-wheelers. four-wheelers. So, Come on, man. We're talking full, about roll bounce. Come on. Did you yeah. used to roll at the rink? Full of Disclosure, yes. I used to roll bounce at the rink when I was younger. Ooh. I did not back then know the abs were barely no, but I did have hair. Uh the <laughs> abs were better and they actually existed. So when I get out there now and it's like, oh my body's like squeezing in the middle, and I'm like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> you sound more like Rich when he gets excited than <laughs> it sounds like constipation. Like that's what I feel like because yeah. I'm trying to balance. So I only felt one concentration or constipation or both. It felt like I need. I felt like a little bit of both. Okay. Concentration. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. But uh, no, we we get out and we get we find a gym to like run in or take yeah. them to like an indoor or something because you know we have a lot of colds and stuff. So. Yeah. So we, uh, my daughter loves. That's why I said the temptation for me is to stay uh, inside because more times than not I'll be like sitting on the couch watching something or well you know 
my daughter's very into like art and stuff, so we'll be doodling and drawing and all that. And then she'll be like, I want to go outside. And I'll be like, <laughs> no, we're not doing that right now. And, oh, come on. I really want to go play outside. Will you come play outside with me? And uh, we're not, let's keep drawing. Like, I try to do everything to keep her away because yeah. I don't want to get all bundled up to just yeah. go in the front. I don't know. I got to get out of that. But she'll literally, like, I mean, we've gotten her like a whole assortment of tools that she only uses for when it snows so she single-handedly like we've we've gotten a few snows now and every time she single-handedly turned our whole front yard into like a snowman like manufacturing plant yeah yeah, like one half of the yard is where she harvests all the snow oh that's pretty Uh, dope she's got a system in place yeah no she really does and she has a little she has like a miniature wheelbarrow she loads it with the snow Takes it to the other half of the yard where she doesn't have to touch. That's like her secondary reserve yeah. of snow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she nice. like she does different size. She makes all the different size snowballs first, and then uh, like assigns them all different. Like she's got a whole she's system. She's into it. She's into it. I don't it. know. I didn't teach her that. She she actually kind of taught me that. I was like, well, that's very smart. But so we just not necessarily make any special trips out of it. We do sledding and yeah. ice skating a lot too, but um, just on days that we don't want to make it like a big to-do, we just made sure ahead of time that we got her enough things that if she is going to go play out in the snow, she's not just going to be like, all right, I made three snowballs and a snowman. I'm done. We gave her things that she could get creative with the snow. Yeah, that's good. You know, and kind of kind of build on that. And so um, whatever you do in the winter time. We want to bring that up and touch on it because, again, the temptation is just throwing an iPad or TV screen in front of your kids and just letting them kind of chill on that. But, um, you know, if you can get to, at least in our area, there's a lot of these, like, indoor play places and For play sure. structures. For sure. Stuff like that, playing in the snow, getting in the right gear, getting them snow toys, uh, sledding, ice skating, all those different things. Um, yeah, man, we just want to encourage you guys, don't let the snow stop you. Um let the snow spark some some different maybe creativity. Uh, take advantage of it and do some things that you maybe can't do when the weather is uh, warmer with your kids. But, um, yeah, enjoy the weather while it's here uh, because it won't be here for long and it's going to get hot again. So get creative and have fun. You might be familiar with the wealth disparity in America, but did you also know there was a word disparity too? 30 million more words are shared with kids of people in higher income brackets, and that's only by the age of four. We may never see one million in the bank account, but we can make sure our kids hear those 30 million more words. That's why I'm glad to talk to you about Talking is Teaching. Simply put, babies need more words. Tune in, talk more, take turns. Read your favorite stories to your kids. And if your kids like to turn the pages real fast, just make up the words. Babies and kids need more words. There's a lot of research and science behind it, but the fact of the matter is this. Without positive interaction from loving adults, brain development won't reach its full potential. Babies need your face, your voice, your touch. Babies need more words. So let's get it done. Close the gap. So with the new year comes new year resolutions. Yes, and we does. wanted to just talk a little bit about some. My question to you guys are, uh, what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? And do you guys have any? Man. Man. New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. I make New Year's resolutions every year, I think. Uh, my wife and I usually, we go down to Tennessee to visit her family for Christmas. And so typically on the drive back, 
is when we start having these, we, you know, we have like a nine hour drive. So we have these conversations of like, Hey, what are we hoping to accomplish? Like as individuals, what are we hoping to accomplish as a family? What are we hoping to accomplish? Like in our, you know, professional life, all of that. Yeah. So we have those conversations every year. Yeah. Uh, as far as like resolutions though, I don't know if we do it like, a, Hey, I'm going to resolve to do this or resolute to do that. It's just, I think, I, you know what I mean? We you use the word in two different, like, I don't know how two different ways. You're going to resolute to do something? I'm resolute to I do resolute <laughs> to do this. I resolve. I mean, what's a maybe. resolution? What is that? A resolving? What is resolution? What's the root word of resolution? I we, feel uh, like man, the root word of resolution you say you is... You want a resolution, well, like you know... A resolution. No You've made this. a firm decision to yeah. do or not do So you're something. being resolute? Uh, well, yeah. Right? Maybe. I feel like that's not the right... Like, yeah, you're being resolute. I don't know. This is... Here. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Admirably purposeful, determined, and unwavering. Yeah, wow. resolute. Oh, look at you. Bravo. Yo, get on my grammatical level. Wow. Bravo. Up your vernacular, all right? <laughs> vernacular. Broaden your lexicon, your le- ladies. <laughs> Way to <laughs> be concise. Sam. Yeah, so we, it's not like we're being, well, I guess we are supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. All right, you got me there. Boom. You got me there. Boom. I wouldn't want to. That's your mic drop moment. I'm a little little reticent to give you your credit. Yes, yes, yes. That's a good word. There you go. Um, No, seriously, though, like, you know, we we make these these decisions, we we make these goals and and put them in place. Uh, For this year, you know, we want to continue to grow as a family. And so one of our resolutions uh, for this year, something we're going to be resolute about, is um, getting involved in fostering. And so that's something that we've been talking about for the last year or so. Super cool. And um, so as a family, that's kind of where we're headed. We already have four children, which some people think we're crazy. But um, you know, my oldest is in third grade, and so we have actually our first meeting next week with uh, fostering people to uh, you know get it all ironed out and start the process. So we're, that we're excited. Me. So that's yeah. So that's one of our like family resolutions, I think, that we're making for 2019. And we're that's excited cool. to see how that journey goes. That so excites cool. me and scares me. Both. Because Simultaneously, the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> it, excite, I mean? it excites me and scares me because I feel like it can be contagious. Yeah, so. oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean, mean, we're we're excited about it, man. We, you know, there's so many kids that need so many things, and we feel like we have the power to radically change someone's life, like for yeah. legitimately alter the entire trajectory of their life. Well, yeah, and the crazy thing is, is that. Um, it doesn't take much. Like you don't have to have a, a ton of money and a ton no. of, and you know, this big lavish lifestyle in order to do that. A lot of times just a home to belong to a, home, and a family a to have. A relationship, a family. It changes yeah. it, you know? Huge. Yeah. I would also say at the same time though, um, you have to be prepared to deal with the baggage that comes well, with those kids. Well, and that's the thing. Absolutely. Because it comes with a ton of. Absolutely. And, and it's not that's, for everybody. Yeah, and it's I've really seen um, those situations go wrong. Me too. Where people have thought, mm-hmm. oh, they just need a good home. Sure. Yeah, and the truth is, they, they don't need, just need They need, need a little bit more than that they need sometimes. A lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think it's definitely, um, it's not for everybody. You know, yeah. but we feel like we're going to give it a shot. We're going to explore it. And who knows? <laughs> Next episode, I can be like, yo, we went to that meeting. It bombed. It's not for us. But who knows? Yeah. yeah, but that's one of our. Re- that's something we're going to be resolute about. <laughs> sure. Um, In 2019, we're excited. What about you guys? So me, I don't. I don't make resolutions anymore. I, I try to a few times, you know. And and I'll be honest, like it's always about like the getting healthy stuff, the losing well, weight. I mean, stuff. everyone has the losing weight one. Absolutely, Every, everybody. Um, as I drink my cherry Pepsi. Yes, but um, <laughs> sponsored but by I, I just Pepsi. don't do them anymore because um, they just don't ever. 
they're not long-term things for me. How like so I'll say that to say this, they they weren't when I was alone in it. I'd be like, "Man, I'm going to do this." And I might, you know, start counting calories or doing things like that for, you know, a month and then I'd fall yeah. off and yeah. and go back to it. However, this past year, I I uh somebody asked me to join like a group, like a Facebook group of people who are doing like a diet challenge, and yeah. that and that started at the top of the year and that actually uh, was the catalyst to to something I've been able to do. I mean, it's fluctuated a little bit, but I've lo- I've lost a, a decent amount of weight in the past year, and we're actually coming up on a year since I started that, and I've managed to keep all the weight off, which is something I've never done. I've lost You've weight lost. and then gained it back, and yeah. so you keeping and me, it off for a whole year is it feels feels good for me. That's yeah. a good win. So we've That's been awesome. on the you and me. I feel like have been on the same Luther Vandross Oprah Winfrey diet. <laughs> yeah, so because yeah. I've managed to drop tremendous weight and then gain back tremendous weight. Right. So um, I commend you for that. You know, that's me. But I drop, I drop, I drop good weight, but then I gain back gooder weight. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I yeah. Lo- you know, I'll lose. 20 pounds, I'll gain back 40. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's you're, just you're like kind of like the market. You go down, yeah. but yeah, you can go, go way up. Yeah. So for me, you know, I don't take this time to really make a resolution. Like, you know, obviously you guys talk about the health thing. You know, we talk about things that work and don't work. But for me, I always like to take this time to write down goals for the year mm-hmm. and um, to teach my kids to write down goals. And the whole point of writing down the goals is to measure, but also to like check things off. You know, like, for example, uh, I wrote down a work goal that I wanted to do something, and um, I shared it with my manager, and, like, kind of as, like, a, you know, an accountability thing, and also kind of like a, um, hey, look at what you've done. He gave me back those goals that I forgot I wrote down, and lo and behold, I'd hit one of them, and I That's was like, good. whoa, I didn't yeah. realize that this ha- yeah. was happening. Well, yeah, you, awesome. you used two of those words, but I don't know if you said them in conjunction, but I've heard the term before measurable goals yes making goals that have measurable signs throughout so that way you can check your progress and keep track of it exactly and it gives you something to shoot for like i always put out like wildly you know far out goals like we want to buy a new home or i want to you know make this much money and you know i I write down this entire list and i used to keep it by my bed at night so i can look at it and you'd be surprised that as you look at these things and you write these things down they start to come to life i mean Mm -hmm. i would even take it so far as to write down the goal and then to write down how i can make it happen yeah so i'd say i want to lose you know 20 pounds this year Mm -hmm. i'm gonna lose i'm not losing weight in january i'll lose two pounds in february Yeah. Four in March. I feel like that's more sustainable. Well, it is. It makes it obtainable, and then you have steps. Mm -hmm. So the whole point is to have a goal, then have steps to do it. Yeah. Like, when you say, like, I just want to be rich, there's no plan there. But when you say, I want to be rich by riding Sam's coattails, by helping him to do some more speeches. Get it. And then... Um, I can get rich. You know, there's yeah. a plan there. So. Well, that, like you just said, uh, goals that work and goals that don't work. You you said it, but you kind of passed right over it. That's the difference. We were talking about this before we started rolling. That's the difference between goals that work and goals that don't work. Goals that work are measurable. Um, you said this term. You said they're adaptable. They're ones that you can measure, you can gauge, you can adjust, you can work with, and they're sustainable, right? But goals that don't work are those ones that we say that we're just like, I'm going to lose 120 pounds in the next five months. How are you going to do that? I don't know. You know what I mean? And Or, uh, yeah, I'll, I don't know. I'll probably join this diet or that diet. But it's not well thought out. There's not a lot of uh, application planning behind it. And so they just never pan out. And they leave us disappointed, maybe jaded to pick it up later or, you know, 
I've I've done those before, and then I've been like, yeah, but I'm not doing that again. Those never work for me. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. said it, but really it wasn't maybe the goal that didn't work for me or that wasn't doable. It was the way that I went about it. So I think when it comes to resolutions, the key is if you're gonna make a resolution follow through and make a, a full plan. And like you said, write down what you want to do and don't stop there. Write down how you're going to do it. And maybe if you're, if you're detailed like that, write down a timeline of when certain things need to be done so you can check it off as you go and work towards it inch by inch. Yeah. And I would say this is always a case of uh, you are who you are when no one's looking Yeah, because this is for you. So that was the one thing about my goals that I always write down for, uh, we'll say a resolution, but my goals for 2018 or whatever year it is, is like they mean something to me. Right. So, you know, sometimes when you, we all get asked to do it at work, say, what do you want to do this year? And you're like, I just want to get paid and, and be left alone. But this is, you take it to heart, you Fair. own it, it's yours, you know, like yeah. losing weight, that's your goal. No yeah. one gave you that goal, no one made you do it. Do it, yeah, so you, you gotta do it, it for you, it's so yours. I would just, uh, you know, going into 2019, I would just encourage everyone, have your goals, figure out how you're gonna achieve your goals, write it down, and then be accountable to you, because you're worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd say whether or not you call them resolutions or if they're just goals, it's healthy for everybody to have some goals that they want to tackle for the new year and to focus on those leading into it. You know what I mean? Not getting halfway through the year and being like, man, it would have been really nice to see this happen for us. You know, like <laughs> yeah. think about it ahead of time and then we'll be resolute. It. Yes. Be resolute. Forty-six. Forty-six 46% of kids birth to age six that we've screened in the last five years in Wayne County have scored at some risk for developmental delay. Guys, this is Kayla from Help Me Grow. We know that kids fly under the radar when it comes to development, and we want dads to know what they can do to make sure that their kids are on track. Go to helpmegrow-mi.org and take this screening anytime. It's fast, it's easy, it's just a few simple questions that you can fill out about your child. The sooner detection we make, the easier it is for kids to get on track and stay on track. Go to helpmegrow-mi.org and get the screening done today. Oftentimes on the Dad to the Bone podcast, we talk about, we highlight some things that are going on in athletics around the NFL or the NBA. Uh, we've laughed at the NHL a couple times. <laughs> but we, we talk professional sports, professional athletes, things like that. But today I want to take uh, a little bit of a different approach on it if we can. And I want us to talk about this idea of being competitive and the competitive competitiveness of children's sports sure. and things that our kids are involved in and how do we coach them through that this this is brought on by a video we posted uh on our page well actually lebron posted but we shared a few weeks ago yeah um where he's encouraging one of his kids who maybe missed a shot or something and he was encouraging him on all the good things that he did saying you know you don't have to be the superstar to be a quality player and, mm -hmm. and you know do great things and so you don't you don't have to be the the main point scorer to be right. a key player right and to make the team win the right. contributor right exactly so I wanted to talk a little bit about that you know I coach I coach all my kids sports um, I'm a coach at my kids school right now for the sixth grade basketball team which I don't even have a sixth grader I'm just coaching other people's kids um, <laughs> you're getting ready just, you're yeah, getting ready I'm, what I'm doing is I, I'm I, I like to tell myself I'm I'm shaping future generations. <laughs> 
<laughs> by shaping these sixth grade kids, man. man what basketball. a poetic way to say it. You know, it. it's fun. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a molder of men. <laughs> you are, man. You. You, but, and a, you and a pantheon of gym teachers yeah. before you. <laughs> gym teachers and, and coaches. Yeah. He said, he said a pantheon, a pantheon of, of gym, gym teachers. teachers. But it's true, man. And so I, I wanted to talk about a little bit. How do we find a, a balance there? Because I've, I know in my experience, I've coached kids that their parents are like, hey, go have fun. I want you to learn the sport. I want you to learn teamwork and camaraderie and all that. And those kids seem to do very well, do awesome, whatever. But then I've had other parents where they're like seemingly living vicariously through their children and they're wanting to win at all costs. And it's like win, 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 win. That's the only important thing. So how do you find a balance there of competitiveness but not – you know, making winning the only thing that's important, but yet still competing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think from my perspective, you always have to walk that fine line. And um, I think as a parent, we always have to be cognizant that we're not trying to have live through our kids. Yeah. You know, it's like I always said, like, you know, uh, you know, my kids, they're going to learn from my mistakes. You know, what I learned, I would do different when I play sports and how I would have trained yeah. different, how I would have treated my body different. Yeah. But, you know, on the other side of that, I look at, like, my daughters and I say, like, I'm not pushing them to be like pro athletes. I'm right. pushing them to be healthy people. And even yeah. if I did think they had potential, I think it starts with teaching them the fundamentals. And I think a lot of times people don't remember that. They just remember like, well, I used to be good. But no, you, you it starts somewhere yeah. with knowing how to like do things well. But you also have to stay within yourself. So you have to stay within reason and say, I shouldn't spend my whole time playing football or right. practicing for football. Because a lot of these kids are like, tearing rotator cups they're getting tearing yeah. achilles and their careers being pros are shorter because their parents are like well i had him in hockey since he was like six or i had him in, yeah. in aau basketball but in that but in a lot of cases that's what it takes to be a professional and it's like that's that's where i i have the struggle of trying to find a balance is like okay you got these professional athletes who've been doing it since they were three i mean tiger woods playing golf since he was three years old yeah that's what it takes to be tiger woods so where do you draw the line between saying, hey, I want my kid to be good and successful and I want them to win and yeah. you know, if they get some free college out of this, bonus. Cool. But where do you draw the line between that and, hey, these kids are 7, 8, 9 years old. These kids are 12, 11, so you know, 11 12, 13 years old. Let, let's do it let's, that way. Let's have fun. You know what I mean? So here's where I drew, drew the line myself. Um, I feel like your child, my child has to show extraordinary talent at their age, mm -hmm. meaning they need to be better than all the kids in their age group. Yeah. They need to just like show that there's so much higher than yeah. the other kids for us. Because what we see is a lot of parents investing a lot of time and money into yes. kids who do not look like they're going to make varsity in, in high school. Right. And we refuse to do that because financially it doesn't make sense to us. Yeah. Well, like, so that's our rule. For, to me, I, I think you got to like, and a lot of parents may not want to do this or may not acknowledge this, but I think it's important to acknowledge why it means so much to you oh, as a parent that, yes. that your kid does this. Because um, one of the movies that I automatically think of, it's a ridiculously good movie, but it's like heartbreaking at the same time, is uh, Friday Night Lights. If yeah. you guys have seen it, mm -hmm. <clears throat> there's a dad like this in the in the movie. It's played by Tim McGraw. And, you know, sky skydiving, Rocky you Mountain climbing. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. That's Taylor and, Swift, but still. Right. And I was he, about to say, I think Faith Evans when I think Tim McGraw. Right. And he... he Faith Evans or Faith Hill? Faith Hill. 
Hill. Whoa. <laughs> unless, you, unless you know something we don't. Unless but, you know something else. Yeah, yeah, what's up? But so Tim Tim McGraw plays this dad who is like reliving his high school football days uh-huh. through his son. It's yeah. a Texas Texas high school football Texas team. Forever. But you guys know, I mean, the 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 whole like uh, stereotype or whatever oh, yeah. you want to call it around that is that Texas football. I mean, they get down. They oh, do yeah. not play about it. And so this follows a, a championship bound high school football team. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's the quarterback, the the star quarterback's dad is Tim McGraw, and he's you know he's got anger issues and all that. He's got yeah. a lot of resentment from his past glory days of sports. And I mean, every time his son makes even the slightest mistake, he goes off on them. They get yeah. violent. They're shouting. They're cussing. They're abusive. The whole thing, and it's because he's trying to live vicariously through his son yeah. uh, things that he didn't get to do, and he wants his son to get to levels in sports that he didn't get to, mm-hmm. so that way he could kind of get that gratification through his kid. I'm not saying that all parents are at that point, but I right. think if we're honest. We all want to see our kids do good, and then if we're honest as well, we'd like to see our kids do better than most yeah, other kids on yeah. the team, Absolutely. which is not a bad thing, but when you start letting it drive the way that you uh, talk to your kids, push your kids, how hard you push your kids, uh, and how realistic you're being with your expectations of them, that, then it could get a little toxic. And so I think navigating that is um, how we talked about it before recording was um, there's healthy competition um, and that's a good thing. Wanting your kids to be competitors and invested in the game and being a good team player. Those are all good things and you mold good players for the, let's be honest, a pop pop Warner team or a, a little league team right now, doesn't matter. You know, right. at, at these days, every kid's getting a medal. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You want them to win. If they win, it's a bonus. But if not, what you're, what we should be focused on at this point is, teaching them the good fundamentals, principles of the game so it makes a strong player later for when it does matter, and watching them develop a love for the game so they want to keep playing long enough to get exceedingly good at it. If you are so hard on them now and you make them hate the game now – they're yeah, not they're gonna, gonna want to play when they're yeah. when they're when it becomes their choice. They're walking away. Yeah, from they don't want to well, play. Even I've, if they I've could known be people great. like that. I've known For people sure. who've played at the higher levels, at the collegiate levels, and yeah. you know, so forth. And uh, honestly, you could tell sometimes like they're just done with it. See, and that's the thing. Yeah. I think I think as parents, man, we got to be careful in in what we do. Like I like what you said, Q, about um, you know if it's something that they excel at, then cool, let's go for it. But I, I like I like the idea. I have a cousin who plays D1 golf. He's on full scholarship at University of Memphis right now, like killing it. Yeah. I think he just won his first tournament like last month, like won a tournament, and all these D1 golfers killing it. Dude plays golf every single day. But dude plays golf every single day because he loves golf. Right. Yeah. It's not because his dad is saying, get out there and play golf. Go, yeah, you need, to, you need this, and, this free college. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not it at all. He loves golf. He's mm-hmm. been playing since – like his dad was a golf coach. My uncle was a golf coach for high school teams when my cousin was like five or six. So he'd go to golf practice, play. He loved, you know, getting out there on the course and playing all that stuff. And so he loves it. And so his parents have done everything they can to push him in that because he loves it. Right. Yeah. And I think this this supersedes the idea of sports. Mm-hmm. I think it's an art in music, yeah. theater, oh, yeah. pushing oh, creativity, yeah. creative Absolutely. writing. We quoted this in the, in the last episode, you know, with the the, the Creed quote where uh, yeah. he says you're not, you know, you're not 
you what is it useful to yeah to anybody if you're not yeah you're no good to nobody if if you're not doing what you love and to that's do. just it and I yeah, think that's I think that's them. the key in sports and I think we got in sports and in life really but I think this whole competitive thing I think winning is something we need to teach our kids that it's important to strive to win sure. it's important to achieve excellence in, in athletics and in writing and you know writing competitions dance competitions drama competitions whatever the case may be um, but I think as parents we have to be careful. Mm-hmm. We have to strike a balance, and we have to not push our kids in things that we want them to do, but push our kids into things that they want to do. Right. Yeah, and can I add to that? I would say it's important to remind them to just do your best. Your best. Because it's exactly. not about anyone else's best. It's about your best, you exactly. know, and your passion. You know, you talked about the whole golf uh, situation. You know, I had a scenario where my daughter was like, I want a drum set. I want to play drums. I want a drum set. I want to play drums. I was like, okay, well, here's a practice pad and some drumsticks. You want to play? Let me see you practice. Yeah. She didn't practice. She looked at the drumsticks and she walked away. Yeah. Like, if that was something she was truly passionate about. Right. Like, she knows, for those of you who don't know, Sam plays the drums. Yes. And he's pretty good, from what I've heard. Pretty much the I've best been, ever that's ever played. I've ever. been waiting for I'll him. second that. Neil Pert hits me up and is like, hey, can you give me some lessons? I'm yeah. like, no, nah, I'm too busy. Be free. Doing, I mean, Carter. Too busy doing Dad to the Bone. Carter Beaufort probably would take lessons I, from he's you. He's one of my students. <laughs> so, for sure. But, I mean, when people, Protégé. you can tell when people have passion for things like that because they seek out those people. They say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Can you show yeah. me what you do? Yeah. And as people, we just need to encourage our kids to like yeah. say, hey, you can tell when they have that passion and when they don't, but you know, one of the things we just always talk about in school and sports, uh, always beating to their head because we don't look at grades like A's, B's, and C's. We just say, did you do your did best? Did you do your best? Exactly. Did you try? Is this exactly. the best you can do? Right. And they know exactly. to answer that honestly because exactly. we're, not in, we're not telling you you must get A's. You yeah. must be the star football player, the star on the volleyball team. We're saying, did you do your best? Right. If you did your best and it didn't work out, you can be okay with that. Because at that the point, key right there. I, yeah, I believe it. Absolutely. You can walk away and say, hey, look. And uh, the flip side of that, we see with a lot of kids now, to be honest with you, there's a lot of kids, in my opinion, um, they're not motivated. Right. They're not competitive with themselves. They don't care if they don't yeah. get it. And that's, to me, the the other polar opposite that you don't want. I don't want a kid who doesn't want to compete. Right. I don't want a kid who doesn't care if they, you it's know. It's just apathetic approach yeah. to life that just whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah. You got to have a fight in you. Yeah. Or you're going to, you know, you're going to be in situations you don't so want to be parents, in. Let's go around real quick. As parents, what what do you do specifically? Give me a two, three sentence answer. What do you do specifically to breed that in your children? I, I would say encourage um, healthy competition. There's benefits to it. There's yeah. good things to it. It's fun as well. Yeah. So I would make say, it fun. I think yeah, that's ma- make it fun. Keep fun in the in the front seat because if it's not fun, they're not going to stick with it. Mm-hmm. But um, encourage healthy competition. But to acknowledge and check and deal with your own personal. Uh, unhealthy expectations of your kids and be yes. honest when you're being too rough on them, too hard on them yeah. and just reevaluate how you could uh, push them to be as good as they can be, but still be sensitive enough and attentive enough to know when, when that's too much or yeah. you're being too overbearing and you, you might actually be pushing them away yeah. from doing whatever it is that you're so passionate about them doing. You know that's what I mean? That's good. What about you, Q? Uh, I just, again, I go back to just asking the question, like, did you do your best? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter to me what that looks like, but did you honestly do your best? Yeah. And, and breeding that mentality into their brain. Like, That's you know, huge. If you drew that picture and it sucked, and but that was your best, hey, yeah. you left it all on the table. Yeah, and you did your thing. And for me, I, I, it would be kind of a hybrid of the two of you. Um, 
I keep in. I think you saying keeping fun in the front seat, Rich, is is clutch. Um, and with my kids, I have two boys that are very close at age, so com- competition is a thing all the time. Oh yes. And um, you know, it's it's just it's part of the way that they interact with each other and the way they have fun. But I think keeping fun in the front seat, but also I make sure that I beat them sometimes, and oh, I yeah. make sure that they lose sometimes because it's important oh. to learn. Not that yeah, it's important to lose in competition sometimes intentionally. You know, right. sometimes I let them beat me in a game of horse. You gotta learn. But other times be, I don't because yeah. it's got to be. Hey, look, we have fun when you win, but we also have fun when you lose. Yeah, right? and you need a healthy dose of losing. You got to know how to, to take the wins and the losses. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So teaching yeah. our kids, I think, in balance keeps keeps them grounded. Yes, keeping ourselves in perspective. I think that's how we can build good sportsmanship and have some healthy competition. That's the dad to the bow moment of the day. So for those of you guys uh, who have been listening to season two thus far, you know that we uh, started a thing this season where we shout out a dad to the bone person of the week. Could be a local dad, uh, could be a dad that we encounter over social media, so hit us up. Um, But then it could be an athlete or a TV personality. And so this week, we want to give the dad to the bone person of the week uh, to a guy that you may or may not have heard of but if not you definitely need to uh his name is maddie matheson he is a chef he's a tv host and he's a really really awesome dad he uh hosts a tv show actually i think a couple tv shows on the uh vice network um he's from canada so that's awesome hey, and uh his primo, tech game is really strong he's he's primo yeah primo and he's uh He's just like you. You gotta look him up. He's all over social media. Um, he just released a cookbook, and after maybe a month and a half of the cookbook being a cookbook being out, it's a New York Times bestseller. He's got eat two, your heart out, Johanna Gaines. Yes, he he's got two huge TV shows, huge <laughs> social media presence. Whatever. Is um, that a cook? Joanna Gaines, she's got a cookbook out. Yeah, I mean, take that. They rule the world. Yeah, isn't that the chip? They rule lady? the world. Let Maddie Matheson get know. some. Yeah, and so <laughs> Maddie's cool. You got you got to see this guy. He's he's a big guy, and uh, he's big fella. he's tatted like head to toe. Literally, I seen a picture of him with a shaved head, and he has tattoos like on his head. All I have to say is shout out to my burly bros. Yes, he's a burly bro, and he <laughs> he's got tattoos literally head to toe. Uh, but the cool thing about him and why we're shouting him out is because right now, I mean, he, he blew up. I mean, huge. He's got half a million Instagram followers right now. Uh, the TV shows, the cookbook, all that. He's doing a tour off his cookbook, and he's touring like skate parks and Vans shoe stores nice. off a cookbook nice. and a cooking TV show. That kind of gives you an idea of this guy's influence in yeah, the culture. His eccentric approach. Yeah, for cooking and so uh we thought it was cool because if you see him on any of his social media or any of the tv shows uh he's he's married he has his wife fully involved talks about her all the time has her with him all the time um he just had a second child he has one kid right or he had one kid one little boy he just had a second child and as much as you probably hear him talk about the shows the books the all that stuff he shouts out his family shares family pictures family videos uh info about his family vacations that they're going on he shares milestones in his marriage milestones in his kids lives and it's just cool to see a guy that is being that so accepted culturally in that pocket of of culture and influence that is so outspoken about how like 
how into his family unit he is. Um, if you guys have seen any of his TV shows, you know he's got a crazy personality. It's a lot of fun. I described him to, to the guys as uh, he's like the Johnny Knoxville of cooking. Like he's like Mario Batali and Johnny Knoxville <laughs> in one, it, which is weird. Which is so I see him like throwing logs of fire. Yes. Yeah. Hands. I mean, yeah. Like that's not, if you watch a show that's not far fetched, he's, he's cool. So um, if you guys are into cooking, I would recommend his cookbook. I, I cook, I actually went to culinary school. And so that's what initially grabbed me about him is his personality was crazy. And I, I checked him out to see what he, what he cooked like. And, um, I was Not what he looked like, what he cooked what like. What he cooked like, what, what he cooked like. And so he, uh, he's great, man. So shout out. I don't know. We'll tag him in this. We'll tag a picture of him. We'll, I'll try to put up some, uh, some stuff of him. If you go back and look, uh, we'll have some stuff of him uh, cooking, hanging with the family, all that. But uh, Maddie, if you're listening, you are a dad to the bone person of the we week. We salute you. Keep killing the food game and keep being an awesome dad. So guys, sadly enough, although it is the first episode of 2019, we are now on the last segment of the show. This is our mic drop moment, a.k.a. our final thoughts from this week's episode of Dad to the Bone. So uh, QJ, any any mic drop thoughts from you, man? You know, as I was thinking through all the uh, things we talked about, I'm remembered to... I'm remembered. I'm remembered. I'm remembered. (laughs) I'm reminded... Of the importance of living your best life. Man, I don't know something about words. Did you, did, you did you put a T at the end of your the word best life? life? I did. <laughs> I did. I'm remembered to live my so, best life. T- <laughs> okay, make fun That's of That's a pretty dope mic drop, man. <laughs> make fun of the dyslexic kid. <laughs> so, as I was saying, I'm reminded for uh, me just to live your best life. Yeah. I did it again. So, me yeah. needs to live your best life? Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm reminding the me to live your best life. I'm just reminded to live for I'm reminded to live my best life and to not live vicariously through my kids, but to set my own goals and to live out my own truth and not try and live it out through them. That's huge. That's big, yeah. That is good. That is good. My mic drop moment today, man. Well be yeah, it's twenty nineteen, you know? Be a new you. You got time. And nobody gets too far down a road that they can't turn around and make a change. You know? And you can make a change today. You can be the dad that you want to be today. Yeah. Starting now. Yeah. And moving forward, you know? Um, pour into your kids. Make memories with your kids. All the stuff we talked about this episode. But but do you. It's a new you. It's 2019. Let's do it. Yeah. New year. New year. New who year. This? New you. Who this? Um, Me telling you to t- uh, t- think t- Differently kidding. about just life. Kidding. Were you trying to do me? <laughs> about life. I'm it, trying to do you, and that's the problem. I need to do me. See, because yeah, it's 2019. Me, you do me. You sounded like somebody when their phone signal goes out. Like, <laughs> I, you can't. In uh, <laughs> post production, you're be like, what happened to his mic? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would just like, like, I'll probably just add on to that for a, a tag team mic drop. I would say um, I, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, when they think of things that they wish they could do over and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, it reminds me of that, that, that song where it's like, if I could turn back time, you know, uh, is I, that like an 80s jam? I don't, I don't know. I you don't, don't know, know that one? No. That's like glam rock. I mean, what is whatever. That? It's it's a thing. Why are you guys both looking at me like I should know it? <laughs> because you're the, you're the baron of those songs. Like you're, that's you're, the, you. you're the Evanescence deep cut you guy li- over you there. Li- you listen to My Tourniquet by Evanescence <laughs> when working out, okay? When working out. 
So. It's totally normal <laughs> and fine. I do know it. That song's by Cher. Now what? Is it really? Oh, is it really? There it yes. is. I told you. I knew it. We he's, both looked at you and you knew it. He's the glam rock he goes, band. Fine, it's Cher. <laughs> and I did know it. <laughs> I think, uh, it's so good. I think too many times people in general just think about, man, if, if I could go back and fix that, if I could go back and change that. And like you said, people, you never get too far down a road or a path to where you can't turn around yeah. and, and change it. But I would say if it's not helpful to think about undoing things, um, just keeping with that illustration, it's not even so much turning around or, or trying to go back as it is just changing lanes. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're in the middle of something or doing something that you don't really like the projected outcome of it, um, then just change lanes and it, you don't need a rhyme or a reason or an explanation or, or anything. You don't owe anybody an explanation to literally just switch up at any point if yep. you think that it's time for that. And so it's 2019, man. If you're going down a road that you don't like right now, turn that wheel just a little to the left or the right and switch up lanes and keep going full speed, man. Just run towards whatever that is. And uh, to, to all the dads that are doing that, man, just – you know, shift it into high high gear, man. Like, put your kids as the focus, uh, and just look at what you can do to be proactive, not reactive. About just really developing your kids, man. We talked about goals. Maybe make some goals for you and your your children for 2019. Some things that you'd want to see, uh, whether it's helping your kids in school more, or paying attention to those things, or uh, family communication, or even if it's just, I want to be more intentional about having fun or doing things or having a vacate, whatever it is, man, it's 2019, change lanes if you need to and keep it moving full blast. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Once again, if you don't follow us on social media, uh, go do that now. We want to connect with you guys. We want to have like a network and Fellowship, friendship, community of dads. <laughs> oh, gosh. Fathering with friends. We want to do that. That just and got so, awkward, but okay, yeah. Let's oh do gosh. it. You know, we, it's just a throwback. It's a throwback. Wanna, we want to be friends. And yeah. so, uh, we want to be friends. What is it? Fatherhood with friends? No, I need friends. It's fatherhood with For, friends. Fatherhood For, with friends. You got to pause. Fatherhood, dot, 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 with, with friends. friends. So, uh, <laughs> That I don't know if I want to let out that information yet. No, but no. Uh, didn't we talk about it? Already? I think so. Head back to season one. You'll catch it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So go follow us on social media. On all social media, it's uh, at Dads of Wayne because we are powered by Dads of Wayne. And uh, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Dads of Wayne. Follow us on there. We'll get connected with you guys. Listen to the previous episodes, and we'll catch you next time on Dad to the Bone. <laughs>